Welcome back to the Good Enough Podcast. That's not what we call it. It's Good Enough with Stefano Sanzo. I'm your host, Stefano Sanzo. You are my audience, the good few, as I so lovingly refer to you because you are the good few that listen to this. And I love you so much for it. And we are back at it for another episode, episode 26. It was a good one. Once again, <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys. I've been, I, I, there's something with my throat today. You know, try to ignore it. Um, you probably wouldn't notice if I didn't bring it up. But uh, uh, yeah, we're back at it. Episode 26. Just had a great episode. I think you guys are going to love it. Um, I know I did. Uh, things are going well. Things are moving in my life. I have a very, uh, very cool job opportunity that I have an interview coming up for. So that could all once again change my schedule with how I record these things. But sorry for you know still still not back at biweekly or weekly. You know we'll get there with with releasing these episodes. It's just it's been a lot with this play. We added a whopping four shows to the to the Mamma Mia run. So that's fourteen performances of this musical. Uh, and it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. It's been tying me up today. In fact, uh, in a couple hours, uh, first time I've ever done this in my life. We're doing two shows today, one at 2 p.m. and then another at uh, 8, another at 8 p.m. It's crazy. Two musicals in the in the same fucking day. That's nuts to me because it's there's so much to just do one. But I could do it. You know, I know my cast could do it. We, oh, my God. Oh, I love my cast so much. God damn it. Do I love my cast so much? We... This is the most fun I've ever had with a cast in my entire life. We are partying after shows, dancing, living it up, being an absolute ruckus in bars, and uh, I've never bonded with a cast this way in my life. I I, I want I, I love these people so much. I hope we stay in touch after the show because it really is a good group of people to hang with. And if any of you, would, any of my cast members are listening, I, I love you all. I love you all so dearly. Uh, so thank you for being another thing in my life that I could love. Uh, and I'm going to be uh, devastated when the show is over next weekend. But you guys can still buy some tickets to that, by the way. Uh, I, I believe there's a couple tickets available. So go on the Center Stage website, do that. But while you're at the Center Stage website, uh, I'm going to need you to buy tickets to another show. And uh, I've talked about it before, but now it's getting a little bit more serious as we're approaching. Uh, Josh uh, Josh Gondelman headlining Center Stage. This is a show, again, that I'm hosting and I've produced. It wouldn't exist without me. And uh, I am really excited about it josh gondelman is one of my favorite comedians uh he's rumored to possibly be coming on this podcast which would be fucking incredible um you know depending on timing but uh he is definitely the biggest comedian i've ever personally booked i don't know if i I mentioned this to you guys but uh you might know mark normand uh, he's a pretty big comic. He's buddies with Jerry Seinfeld. He's been on the Joe Rogan experience twice. So uh, definitely a few dozen million people in the world know who he is. And uh, he uh, he's interested in doing a guest spot on this show. I asked him and he's available. He's around that night. So if he could make it, you may get to see not only Josh Gondelman, who is uh, an incredible act, but Mark Norman, who is a nationally touring headliner, who's making big waves right now, and I think he's going to be the the next household name. I, th- I think he's one of the best comedians uh, working in the country right now. So that would be pretty damn cool. So buy your tickets. Go to the Center Stage, uh, uh, www.centerstagetheater.com, I believe, or Center Stage Shelton. Uh, go to my Facebook page. I'm always sharing their their stuff, so you'll you'll be able to find it real quick. And uh, go to go to the ticket link and and buy it for uh, March twenty first for the Center Stage Comedy Club. It's 
going to be an incredible show. I'm, I, I've got some really awesome material I've been working on that uh, I think you guys are really going to love. And uh, we also have Sean Murray on that show, who is an incredible comedian. He'll be coming on the podcast probably ne- next week, next couple of weeks. And of course, we have this really great comedian who maybe you've never heard of, but you're about to get to know really well because he's a guest on uh, Good Enough today. And that is Howie Mason. Uh, he's awesome. And I had a great conversation with him about life. I ended uh, I ended up gushing about my father a little bit because, of course, I do love my father very, very much. And uh, yeah, we, we, we talked about a lot of things, mainly comedy, of course, because we're both comedians. And that's something that we could always uh, always relate to each other about. But really enjoyed having them, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy listening to us get to know each other a little bit better. See us perform together on the same show, March 21st. It's going to be a fucking blast, dude. I cannot stress it enough. Uh, I would love that room to sell out, and uh, I, I know it's already selling pretty well, but uh, I, I, I think it can sell out uh, with your help. So even if you're not going, maybe give it a share. You know, Tell some people about it. Just send the flyer. Send the ticket link. That would mean the world to me. Uh, thank you guys so much as always for listening, uh, for your continued support. Uh, if you guys want to do any merch, let me know. I'm I'll, I'll, I'll go, uh, I'll go print some merch, you know, some, some stickers, some, some tank tops, t-shirts, whatever, beer koozies. I don't give a shit. Like if you want something, I could get it made for you. Uh, you know, that says, you know, has the good enough logo on it. Am I rambling? Yeah. That's like my entire life. So I guess I'll wrap this up without further ado. Uh, your guest. My guest, our guest today, Howie Mason, episode 26. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time. I love you all. Bye. We couldn't afford the rights to any songs. So I wrote this one. We're not the best, but we're good enough. Let's start the now it's good enough so i'm not sure if this happens to you too but when i wake up in the morning there's always like a song in my head like there's always some song playing and uh lately for the last couple of days the song that's been playing in my head is your pre-show jingle and uh you're going to be hearing from my lawyer because there is really <laughs> what a there, there's no need for that nightmare <laughs> You know, usually it's a nice, soothing, like, yeah. you know, maybe it's Metallica, Master of Puppets, depending, uh-huh. depending upon how the day is. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's, the, that's, a, that's been, like, like reverberating in my head for, like, the last 48 hours, so, so thank you. If that's happened that? to any of my listeners, please get it back to me. That's hysterical. Yeah, that that jingle, you know, it, there's a little bit, we put a little bit more work into it than it's, it's very nonchalant, but, like, I, I wanted it to be exactly that. Yeah. Just very, very catchy, earworm kind of thing. Exactly, <laughs> and just never leaves. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like me. You know, <laughs> you can't you can't stop me. I'm like herpes. I keep coming back. But uh, so uh, tell my guests who the hell you are. I am Howie Mason. A, uh, I guess you, I'm a comic who's uh, been in Connecticut for, uh, for a long time. I've been doing it for about uh, 15 years straight, but started Man. about 30 years ago. Man, I love that imposter syndrome never stops. It never leaves. You, you've been at it 15 years, and you are still clearly hesitant about saying you're a comedian. Oh yeah, it's just you know. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And I and I'm all over like with all the other things that I do. I it's like maybe if I start this thing, I won't feel like an imposter there. But like every single thing that I do, every every pursuit that I uh, try my hand at, I just feel like I don't belong. I don't oh, yeah. feel. It's like I've worked with people in comedy that like 
mean a lot to me and i've i've you know i've i've had moments where like you know people come up to you after a show and are repeating your jokes telling you how great you are and all that and still i'm like i'm not a comedian like yeah, <laughs> this exactly. is i'm not doing that. Like, you know. if you see me at monday at 10 30 in the morning yeah. i'm not a comic exactly you know? just, exactly yeah, so but that's that's another thing is we spend so much of our time not being a comedian yeah i mean the, the actual work of a comedian even if you're a headliner you're only doing it for like what point one 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 like point zero 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 one percent of your life yeah there's 23 <laughs> hours a day yeah exactly uh, uh, when you're not on the stage right so. But uh, yeah, stand up comedy, man. And I and I do. I have always loved your act. I think I, I think you've always done really well. Uh, do you, do you do anything else outside of uh, Connecticut? Like do you on occasion? Yeah. Like, you know, I see. I get some Massachusetts, some Rhode Island. Um, and you have uh, a day job, of course. I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So are you allowed to talk about a little? I'm I'm a sales rep for a a, a laboratory equipment company. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We all, just about every single comedian, you know, that they, they have to. They have to be a person throughout the day. You yeah. know what I mean? Until until the money is coming in that you're like, oh, I could actually quit my job job and make this my job. Have, have you ever had to let the government know that you do comedy in any way? Actually, to, yeah, it, we yeah. do. Yeah. 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 One, one time uh, last year, I actually, for the first time, I had to fill out a W-9. Yeah. And that was, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't want to get them involved. Exactly. <laughs> hey, good, good news, bad news. Yeah, exactly. It's like getting it's cool. paid. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's definitely a double, uh, double-edged sword or something like that. But um, so you clearly are a listener if my song has been stuck yeah. in your head. Yeah. So you know what's coming na- uh, first, which is, of course, what makes you happy, Howie? Not just, you know, stand-up comedy, because obviously... I'm not sure if that makes you happy. A lot of, it doesn't make a lot of comedians you happy, know, but... There elements of it, too. I, yeah. You know, if, what, but what makes me, you happy is what I want to See, know. the problem with that is like happiness is not really my default setting, so it takes a little right. bit of work. You say that to me like you clearly know mine is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, you know, and things I, I really have. There's nothing to complain about. Everything's fine. I, right. You know, I've got a wife I like. I got two kids that I like. I've got people that I get. Everything's fine. And for some reason, I don't. I choose not to dwell on that part. I'd yeah. rather, you know, it's, that's good. And that's honestly, I, I I've been trying to veer guests away from saying anything about their family. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, you kind of have to. Like, what what else? What else? Because that's not what makes a person. And also in this life. You don't always have your friends and family. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're just not always around. Who are you when they're not? You know. But yeah, yeah. So, so but, but what, what, you know, if if I'm, if it's, that sounds trite, but like the happiness part, like you know, if you know, when I've got uh, you know all four, all four of us and my family are together, mm-hmm. it's a great time. If of course, it's, yeah. If it's uh, um, you know, I do like you know, the first day of a vacation's nice. You yeah. Know, the, um, the first day of a vacation. Yeah. All right, go on. I've, I've actually never heard someone describe the first day of vacation. Because, Everybody loves vacation. Yeah, exactly. But that's when you're. That's when you have the most vacation. Left. Yeah. And then it's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. We're so geared to dread, aren't we? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> just the oh, me? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like humans in general, though, we're like, like, yeah, that first day of vacation, it's almost like I'm going to be on vacation forever. I have yeah. nothing to. Let's just say it's like a standard five day vacation. You know, you take the work week off, and that first day of vacation, you're just like, oh my god, this is going to be my life now. Yeah. It's incredible. This is great. And yeah. then by the second day, you still have a little bit of that left over. But third or fourth day, because like, then you start doing the math. You're like, oh, I'm at the middle of my vacation now. Yeah. And then the next day, you're like, oh, I've. I've now done more of my vacation than is what's left. Yeah. And, then and then the, the last day, it's like, you better enjoy this. Yeah, the last day, <laughs> so, and you, so the last day I'm like, is, nah, you better enjoy this. I'm like, I'm not sure I can enjoy this. Because yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you have the anxiety of, pa- even if you're, if whether you're or not, you're away, but like you have the anxiety of just like packing, going back to work. Yeah. You're like, how am I going to be rusty? Am I going to be super miserable because I have this happiness to, rem- to remember, you know? Uh, I also like that you said everything is fine. That's a really... um. Yeah, I just you know I, I 
I complain a lot. I I'm um, just I am and it's the nature of the game, though. We yeah. kind of you know we get a lot of we get a lot of material out of complaining. Yeah, and you can do jokes about things that you love. I, don't get me wrong, but like. There's so much fruit, low-hanging fruit oh, yeah. to pick on the complaint tree. When you you're know? so easily aggravated, it's yeah. it's 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 nice for the writing right. part of it. You know? Now, do you find yourself actually easily aggravated, or it plays into the character who you are on stage? Because obviously, we're all a bit of a character on stage, and we don't normally speak into a microphone yeah. uninterrupted throughout the day. Like we've created this person who who does that, and it's like I I, I you know anything I elevated a little bit. You yeah. know, yeah, I, I'm not actually annoyed by these cer- that annoyed by certain things, but like I need the convince the audience that I am so that way I could get them to laugh, you know? So like, do you find that you're actually aggravated often or you're just playing into mm, yeah, it for yeah. material? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a setting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, like, um, like my daughter and I, like, you know, we've spent a lot of how many time. Kids you got? I've got two. I've got a daughter who's uh, 20 and a son who's going to be 18 in about a month. Ah, okay. So, um, and my daughter and I will always try to listen to music together. And mm. it's been funny when she like tried to introduce us, introduces a song to me. She goes, um, she goes, I'm not sure if you're going to like this one. It, it's too happy. It's like, all right, you, you oh, get exactly man. who I am. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, like, she, she knows you. That's yeah. so fun. No one would ever say something like that to me. <laughs> you it's could, all horns yeah, and clapping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very positive bells, just a bunch of, yeah. Um, that's cool. So, so, so you guys bond over like, uh, like, like sharing different types of music. Yeah. That's cool. That's one of the things that, uh, you know, everybody always said when you have a daughter, it's like, uh, you know, she's going to be a teenager. Oh, good luck. It's like, yeah. never had a problem. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so, and you um, could stand whatever a 20 year old uh, girl is listening to because I feel. You know, she knows enough to not, like, she'll kind of, you know, I, 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 I'm more familiar with Maggie Rogers than I ever thought I'd be. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea who Maggie Rogers really? is. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, she's, uh, she's apparently magic. Oh. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so we, but we, we have like this Venn diagram of stuff that we like, you know, she has her stuff that she likes yeah. and I have the stuff, but we've got a lot of stuff in the middle. That yeah. It's we, not just like a sliver. It's a no, large, it's, a large it's, chunk. It's, it's, well, the, it's chunk. I think it's starting to dwindle a little bit. Well, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Of course. As, as she develops her own separate personality outside yeah. of, uh, out, yeah, outside of whatever you, you two have, you, you're seeing her become an individual, I'm sure, which yeah. must be interesting for oh, you. Yeah, very much so. And, and the and the and the boy too. You know, yeah, it's just, it's fun to watch. The boy. Well, yeah. we know who the favorite is. <laughs> what? No. You have my daughter, and then the boy. <laughs> <laughs> just, they are the girl and the boy. Yeah. So. Yeah, you don't want to get too attached. Don't want to. <laughs> They're just gonna leave anyway. But no, I I do like that take. Uh, everything is fine. It reminds me of. Uh, I always bring this up. Uh, my one of my favorite lyrics of all time. It's a very 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 famous song that people. I think people very much overlook this lyric because I, I I think it's super important. Uh, take on me by aha incredible <laughs> okay. hit incredible yeah, exactly. hit. yeah i love that song it's, it's my mostly go- for the video yeah go go to karaoke and go to jukebox i i played it last night when i was partying with my cast love that song and uh and one, i think it's the second verse i think it's the second verse he says i'm slowly learning that life is okay and that's such a marker of maturity yeah. of of you know growing out of your your childhood neurosis you're just understanding that like it's not i'm slow slowly learning that life no i've quickly learned that life is fantastic which is probably what people would expect my take <laughs> to be but but it's a much more nuanced take of life where like yeah it doesn't it's not overnight you don't you know yeah. it's not you, you don't just it just doesn't happen and you're not going to discover that like it's all sunshine and rainbows i mean terrible fucking things happen all the time yeah but if you look at it as a whole it's okay. Exactly. You know, exactly. and it's taken me a long time to get there. With yeah. Me. You know, just, I, I don't know what, what it is about how, you know, I'm wired, but yeah. Um, Cause if you've, you know, I'm, I'm, 
painfully nice to people. Like right. my, my big like daily goals, I never want to be the worst part of anyone's day. That comes off. Yeah. That definitely comes off. Yeah. I've never I, I I don't recall a single bad experience with you or any anything in the scene about you not being the scene referring to like the comedy community yeah. just for, for people listening. And uh yeah, I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about you. And yeah, I've always got that vibe from you. I've yeah. only you know worked with you a couple of times, but like I still, you know, still follow you, follow your yeah. career and all that. However, yeah. if you're a longtime friend of mine mm-hmm. or you've been married to me for 22 years or yeah. you ever sat next to me at work at a desk for an extended period of time, I'm a lot of work. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, there's a, uh, because I've, uh, you know, if I'm miserable or if things aren't going right, I'm going to just test you to see if, make sure that, see if you're miserable too, so we right. can bond over the misery. Commiserate, and, and, yeah. Exactly. And it's just, it's a horrible trait to have. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I think I'm finally starting to grow out of it a little bit maybe that's good but that's know, really good yeah, yeah it, well it only took this much time. yeah there's well there's what we portray and then what you know the people who know us a little bit better get to say like yeah. obviously i put out i want to put out positivity because i don't think there's anything you know i i, I don't really want to contribute anything else to this world there's yeah. enough assholes yeah. but like yeah if you know me it's not not necessarily positivity but my positive it, it's not it's not that i'm not positive it's that my positivity sits on a like bed of darkness like i i have to get i have to get the dark jokes out i have to get the the you know my crazy shit out like people see the way i work out and they're like oh yeah this kid's definitely got a monster inside of him he just like he gets it out in a in a healthy way as possible but uh yeah man that there's a there's a real maturity in that there's like understanding yeah and 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 the people around you and how they're going to deal with it but yeah i you know my friends always describe me as a lot yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not, not just they're, they're not just gonna say, "Oh, he's a really epic kid, real great to be around." They're just like, "He's a lot," yeah. you know. I, there's gonna be some real moments where you're entertained and having a lot of fun, and there's gonna be a lot of moments where you're like, "What? Where's he going? What the fuck's he doing? Yeah, what is I, he talking about? Why is you know?" But there, yeah, there's some work involved. Exactly, too, yeah. I like that. I'm and, a lot of work. There is the thing is, it actually it actually goes to material choice too, because mm-hmm. like there's some you know I don't share everything. Of you course, you didn't, it's not. Um, you don't need to. Because I still want to be liked, right? You know, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to be the guy that's you know kind of up there. It's like, well, you don't get me. It's like, no, I really. If there's there, there's twelve people, if there's two hundred and fifty people, I'm trying to get the entire gang to be on board. Yeah, um, no, just want so, to be liked as you're speaking to me. I know exactly what yeah, you mean. So there's some things where you know, if, if it, may, it may be a fine joke, mm-hmm. it may be well crafted, <clears throat> right. but if it's going to turn eighty of the people against me, I'm probably not going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Because um, so. I appreciate humor in 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 its entirety. Like uh, a joke's a joke to me. At the yeah. end of the day, a joke is a joke. It's a turn of a phrase. It's trying to get the goal. The objective is to make a person laugh, and and I love that. And I'm in that sense, I'm a comedy purist. But for what I put out there, I try to have a very wide non-exclusionary uh audience like i i want everyone to get something yeah. out of my act and I, I feel like that should maybe be it's not the goal of every comedian but like if you want to you know if you do want to increase your audience and, and get bigger shows like you do want everyone to enjoy you but you know some people go for the niche audience yeah and it, that's fine too and i'm you know i try not to be boring or pedestrian and do the same stuff that right. everybody else does but i also like there's you know, I, I also don't want to. I would never dreamed of being that comic who digs a hole for himself on purpose just to see if he can dig himself out. That, yeah, that's, I've never had <laughs> that, that. Wouldn't be my thing. That, that's not my chance. Well, because my 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 end goal isn't to be like a road comic. I I use comedy to develop one portion of what my whole act is, and I I I say this on the podcast all the time, putting it out there in the universe lately. But I want to be a game show host. <laughs> I know it sounds silly. Very few people aspire to be it, but it's a reason why I down the line try to be an overall entertainer yeah so when it comes to comedy man like i'm 
like I, I like applause breaks as much as I like laughs. And I know it could be a little hacky, but yeah. I don't have the same goals. Everyone like I'm not a jo- I'm not like the the uh, some like profound joke writer. I'll get you to laugh. But for the most part, I want you to smile. I want you to clap. I want you to get your energy up like that's that's the kind of that's that's what I want to get out of you, you know, and by some uh, kind of Drew Carey roadmap where you've you know so, yeah not far off yeah not far off and the, the musicals and all the you know all the things i do it's just to add to my you know stage presence i just like be, i i like that's why i host so many comedy shows i like firing people up yeah. you know it's 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 the best feeling to and to, to be there to be their maestro to see their mood go from flat you know yeah. giggling clinking wine glasses just that sort of thing to just like you know, getting louder and louder, more, more uproarious, louder applause, like just, you know, getting that vibration going. Same thing as like warming up your body before yeah. working out, you know, See, like the hosting part was always tough for me. It's because, all, that's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Cause I'm not, I'm not in high energy. I'm not sure if this is yeah. <laughs> a shock to <laughs> right, 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 right. So for, uh, wake up everybody. Well, um, yeah, I, um, I'm not a high energy guy. I don't do a lot of crowd work. Mm-hmm. So I generally walk on the stage and it's, you know, I'm not, yeah. it's not my most comfortable setting is yeah. to get the stage set for somebody else. That's so fun. Yeah. Uh, for, for, for me, it's like, it's a lot of people's nightmare to go out to a cold audience and wake them up. But for me, it, and I, it's like, I play to the exact opposites of you. Like I am high energy. I do like messing with the crowd. Like I do like being yeah. in, because I feel like part of being a host, you can't just do material. It's that like you do have to connect because the whole point is to connect the audience to the show. That's yeah. what the host needs to do. That's your one of your first objectives is to let the audience know that they're at a show. Let the show know there's an audience there and mend mend them uh, mend them together so that you know they're they're part of it. They're not you know because up until now they've just bought tickets. They weren't part of this thing. They're coming to this thing. You know, so you got to. They don't know what to expect. Exactly, and you make another thing I do as a host is make sure they know what to expect. You know, that's the weirdest thing about comedy too. Because if you no one ever, and I think Joe Rogan may have made this point a long time ago, but you never like. You don't go to a music show like you. you, you when you're going to see a band, you usually, usually know who you're going to see. Mm-hmm. When you go to a comedy show, you don't know who is going to be there. It's true. You know, you don't know what kind of comedy. You don't even, know what. Even you know. when even when you're seeing a headliner, you don't know what his opener is like. Yeah. Like like a like a national touring headliner, you have no idea what their opener is going to be like. No, yeah. you know, you, usually I, I never know the name of them. You know, because they might have picked them up that day. Yeah, and, and sometimes put... the material is more jarring than when you're expecting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you're <laughs> expecting someone who's real, you know, real dirty, and someone comes off clean and a little, you know, not kind of scratching what you wanted to hear. Right. Then you know, so there's always like that weird thing. You don't know how to, you know, there's really a, a an expectation where the customer, the uh, the crowds don't really know what they're getting until right. you get settled in, and that's why the host is pretty vital to the whole. Yeah. Point of getting everything set up for, for like just the whole night itself. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I, I, I think it's a huge, huge part of it. I always, you know, I, I have a very rough, loose way to run a host set because, you know, you have your material, the jokes that you want to get in. Uh, you could do a little open miking as a host because you're just, you know, spitballing, see, you know, getting the audience going. And yeah, I want to just like at some point connect to the audience, some point, you know, someone makes a different kind of noise. Someone gets up from their seat. Someone heckles. Someone takes a picture. That's when you start to just grab them and get just make sure they're a part of it, you know, yeah. not not reprimand people, but just like I don't want them to think that there's like a glass wall in between me and the stage. I don't want them to think they're in some ro- remote location watching me project an act from like Australia onto yeah. the stage. Like you're here, we're all in the same thing right now. Yeah, well, you know what? I think where my uh, perspective came from, and I I've loved comedy for a long time. Of like, course, I remember like you know, and this is again, 
I'm, this, I'm 51 years old, mm-hmm. so I remember growing up watching, like, there used to be, like, these afternoon variety shows with, like, Mike Douglas and Merv Griffin, where they'd have the comics on at 3.30 in the afternoon, and my parents would always grab me and say, hey, look, the, the comedian's coming on. So this is something that's been important to me for a long time. Right. And then uh, then you get the all the HBO comedy specials, like, you know, my favorite guy of all time, the one that probably shaped how I think about comedy more than anything, was there was a special called Robert Klein at Yale, mm-hmm. and he never does any crowd work. Interesting. He did. He did a show at Yale. He went to Yale. Like, yeah. So this is probably. I want to say it's like eighty two. And I'm guessing they had have like a theater. Yeah. It like was. It, it was on campus. He yeah. went. To, he went to Yale Drama School. That's so cool. Yeah. Um. And again, it's from like eighty two or eighty four. But right. Uh, uh. But again, I, he never did any crowd work. And like the guys that I liked, never did any crowd work. You know, Carlin never did any crowd work. So all I saw was I thought being a comedian was going up and doing your thoughts consecutively for an hour. Mm-hmm. So just the idea of like Howie Mandel didn't like when he used to go out in the crowd, that wasn't my thing. I right. I, the guys that I seem to appreciate more were the guys that were just up there just doing their thoughts for an hour straight with a nice, you know, and the, and the, and the, the, the smoother the transitions, the more I seem to appreciate it. So that's, I always like the kind of the crafted act from minute one to minute 60. Right. Um, except <clears> for when Robert Klein used to do, he used to do some musical stuff yeah. at the end where I used to just <clears throat> go away. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, I love, uh, I'm a bit of a glutton when it comes to comedy. I, I, I appreciate it all. Like I know the points you're talking about, yeah. like fr- from an early age, I started honestly like 12, 13 years old is when I ha- knew that I wanted to be a comedian. Yeah. And that's when I started like, uh, I noticed something very distinct about me is that I didn't really laugh much at a lot of comedy specials yeah. because I was studying. Yeah, that's the, you the know? whole thing. Like, oh, I see how that like works. It, I, I tell people all the time, like being a comedian takes a lot of the fun out of watching comedy, but adds a different layer of fun to comedy. You know oh, very I mean? much like, so. Because you're watching the craft, not just like, I know the act. Like, I know this is funny, but I ha- like I can't help but ask why. You know, what did he do there? What, you know, do, what? I'll watch guys like Burr and Nate Bargatze, and I'm like, yeah. that joke was there for everybody. Everybody. And it's they right. found it, the, and they the got it. The best jokes on earth are the ones you know you could have written. You know what I mean? Like, it's the, like oh, man. There's nothing special. <laughs> there's nothing, like, okay, yes, there's special, something special about these people because they're at the level they're at. But it's like, there's nothing special about that thought as far as, like, it's almost like uh so it's it's almost like there for years there was a, a a treasure chest filled with gold parked on like 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 uh, right underground like on your street you know like like yeah. right on the side of the road it was just there you drive by it all the time all you had to do was just take a shovel and like scratch off the surface and there it was right there yeah and some of those like those are my favorite jokes to hear like oh my god that's that's not even like that's not even like a, a recent thing that's been around forever you know. George Carlin could have written this joke, but like nobody else did it. You somehow found it. Yeah, and that's a fascinating thing to me about comedy is that there's you know every joke hasn't been written. Now you you're what you're like uh, mid to late twenties and full of hope and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah tw- um, twenty six and full of hope, right? Wow, that's uh, that's that's congratulations there. Thank you. Um, who did you so who did you really enjoy? Well, like when you were when you said you were doing this, maybe listening twelve thirteen years ago. Who so the guys that uh, very 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 early on, I could remember uh, Jerry Seinfeld, and this was mostly from watching. Seinfeld and his you know every show he had a set at the top so that that was one of the first people that got you know that 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 I started to you know notice what they were doing then getting into it myself I had a friend Alex who who turned me on to a lot of comedy because his family was into comedy but uh George Lopez actually was really huge for me um and he I I got into him at his explosion uh whatever whatever that was like in the I think early 2000s yeah when when he was really blowing up like I I got into him so basically just because he was the one thrown in front of me 
the one I really, really latched onto, this was more towards like middle school, was Dimitri Martin. There you go. Yeah. I, I love him so, 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 so dearly. And it is my biggest hope and dream to try to open for him because it's it's not completely crazy people no. at our level have yeah you know a uh, good good uh mutual friend darren seacrest got to open for him last time he was in town um and uh yeah it'd be really cool it'd be really cool i i love him yeah i loved him I, I had his uh i had all of his comedy specials on my ipod nano yeah. and i would <laughs> i would watch them like if the power went out you know if there was nothing else that i could do i would just watch them over and over again i would watch them just like and just appreciate. I wasn't watching it like comedy. I was watching it like a, I was. It was almost like a favorite music album. You know, it just like it, was pe- it put me at peace. I knew all the beats. I knew every joke, and I was just fascinated by what he does. And now you could you could maybe see why I have this overarching entertainment idea because yeah. he doesn't have. You know, he's not just a guy who talks into a mic. He draws pictures. He right. plays music and. Uh, and yeah, so so there's just a little bit more to his act, you know. And I, I love that. I love that he like broke these rules. But, you know, it just worked. Is there someone that you appreciate so much that it makes you sad? Because hmm. I've got one guy in mind who's... Yeah, you go, and that'll give me a second to think about it, because I'm sure there is. John Mulaney. Oh, I was just going to say John Mulaney. I was it's... exactly... I was... Yeah, he was... Yeah. I, so my my com, my people, my friends who aren't in comedy will, will be like, do you listen to John Mulaney? Do you watch John Mulaney? I'm like, no, because <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll steal from him. I will... I will without trying i will steal from either in conversation or god forbid on stage he will plant a joke so deeply in my mind because he write every single joke he writes is the one i was just talking about the treasure chest in the side of the road they're right there for everybody and we're just ignoring him but yeah go ahead i've been polishing the same like you know i probably let's say that i've written two hours in Mm -hmm. in my 30 years and the first 45 uh i think at most charitably could be described as unusable garbage. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's got five hours of just, just fantastic, and that's just yeah. stand up. Never mind the stuff that yeah. on SNL that he wrote. Yeah, yeah. And he We're is sparkly clean, perfect jokes. And he's what thirty eight. Yeah. It's like ugh. sparkly clean, perfect. And jokes. more coming. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Sparkly yeah. clean, perfect jokes. Uh, not a not a beat missed. Not a there's the. He's so unbelievably perfect at comedy. That's yeah. what I would describe him as perfect at comedy. Yeah. You know, like there's so many comedians who are hysterical, who are edgy, who are profound. There's all these different things about him. But John Mulaney, like comedy purist, like I, you can't ask for more out of a comic. You really can't. No. It's, it's what comedy, not to say what comedy is supposed to be, because it's obviously such a, it's such a broad art form, but like, God damn it, you can't. What what more could you ask for? You know he's he's fun to it's fun to look at. He, he doesn't waste any time on stage. Every single moment is a joy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And I wouldn't even call him my favorite comedian. Almost only maybe because of that just that little bit of hatred for how great he is. <laughs> you know, At the end of the day, I'm I don't want to be a jealous guy, but goddamn, who doesn't love John Mulaney? Oh, to say these John Mul- favorite comedian in our house. John which, Mulaney is like who's I live there. I was going to say John yeah. Mulaney is kind of like The Rock of comedy, you know, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, where like everybody loves Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. But then there, that might be Kevin Hart. I don't know, because he also does the fitness stuff. But like, yeah, just as far as like a perfect example of what a comedian could be. I didn't, can't say should be because you can't possibly hold anyone to that standard. Like like if, if someone was like, well, I, I noticed you did this, but John Mulaney does that. I'm like, don't ever. Yeah, no. no, you can't. Have you had that happen yet? Or there's Not, something that you've written and all of a sudden you see somebody else do it. And I'm like, ugh. Guess, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, definitely, uh, like like things that I'll talk about on stage. I'll see other comedians like maybe tweet about. You yeah. know what I mean? Like something like, yeah, I know where that root came from. Or 
one of my favorite things is how we all poach each other's like Facebook topics. You'll oh, see yeah. it. You'll see it. There's this little thing that happens where somebody says something and then later on the same thing we do on stage where like if you're the next act and there's like, oh, it's like John was saying before me. And then you go into a similar joke, which yeah. isn't a terrible thing to do because no. it, it keeps the audio. It, it keeps it. It's a very good flow to the show. Then you go into your other material. But like, yeah, you'll notice uh, a com- you say something or I say and, and a comedian takes one word out of that or part of that topic and goes a different direction with yeah. it. But yeah, see stuff like that. And uh, you don't want it to happen on the same show for sure. No, I, I've i been trying to get better with that because I know that there's you know friends of mine that uh, that I work with on a pretty regular basis and we're going to have some similarities. So dip, uh, depending upon who goes on first or who, if I hear them do it before I go on, yeah, then I got to pull it and right. kind of work around it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's it'll, that'll happen on occasion. Right, right, right. Um, I was going to... Switching gears from comedy here, I noticed uh, you sh- you're showing up in a uh, Dick Sporting Good athletic outfit. Um, very, it, you, you look good. You look good. Not that you've ever looked bad, but I, oh, could, no, I, I have. They're yeah, pictures. okay, thank yeah. you. I'm sorry, they're, they're photos. Sorry, okay, good, yeah. good, 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 good. No, but I mean, like, yeah, you, you just you, you. I could tell that you've uh, you've gotten in better shape. I don't know how recently or how recent a development that is, but clearly made some kind of an effort. You look very healthy, you yeah. know, in, in in the face as well. So, what, what you've been up to? It's a couple years. Yeah, um, you know what happened? There's and again, this is again it goes comedy related. Um, Everything comes back to comedy. I, I know. Well, what happens is I've got I'm still nervous before every show. You're like, still nervous before still every show. Before every show, like to right. a degree where I can't eat. Really? Right. So I, I would love to not be able to eat because <laughs> I, uh, for I will always have an eating disorder. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's great to not be able to eat, but so uh-huh. I can't eat, and then I go on, and now it's ten o'clock, and I'm starving. Right. So now it's a convenience store on the way home. Oh, it's yeah. Two candy bars, a bag of pretzels, and a Coke. Yeah. And then, no, hey, it's th- one o'clock and you're vibrating at your house. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> vibrating. That's such a good way to describe yeah. that being off the walls. So I, uh, there was, I'm, uh, this is how I describe my low point. There right. was a, uh, this had to be about maybe three years ago. Uh huh. And uh, I had like a, a run of shows in, a, in January, right? Like maybe 10, 12 shows. So it's yeah. 10, 12 nights like this. Yeah. And you're just feeling like garbage by the end. And then you also get people like to take photos of you on stage. Of course. And you start, you know, it's like, well, that maybe this is a bad angle. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a bad angle. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that this, you know, because I have a, I have a uniform. I have the button-down dress shirt, sleeves yeah. rolled up, untucked. And suddenly it starts to look a little bit like a muumuu. Like right. Because it's not, you know, it's not going well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get this last show on this run in January. It was a project graduation show at a high school in their auditorium. It seats 400, mm-hmm. which was great. Uh, the problem was 60 people showed up. Oh, see, the thing is, folks, 60 people at a comedy show could be really great depending on the size of the venue, but that's a, basically an empty room. Or if they're <laughs> seated together. But oh, Christ. Case, yeah, so I was like, <laughs> hey, there's three. There's two oh, over no. there. Yeah. And I'm doing 45 minutes. And they, uh, while they, they all seem to be very nice people, very big fans of smiling, laughing, not so much, smiling all the time. So I just right. had 45 minutes of just me just oh, doing everything I could. Eating and the shit. Exactly. Yeah. So now I get, I leave the building as well. I'm leaving the building. There, this is a fundraiser. So one of the fundraisers they have is a bake sale. Oh yeah. So it's like, do, do you want anything? And I just, I went into my wallet and gave him $5 I said, what can I get? For this many. Oh my God. And they said, we're just going to throw this out anyway. 
So I might as well have just backed the car up to the front door. Beep, and sing. Beep. <laughs> That's all it was. Yeah. And oh, entire way home was just a tornado of saran wrap and Ziploc bags. I oh, just, I, man. I had to just make it all go away. Right. And I saw a number that I'd never seen, like weight-wise, that mm-hmm. next morning. And that was like a line in the sand kind yeah. of thing. Um, so that point now it's like, you know, I've been on like a, there's a calorie counting app that I'm on and I'm mm-hmm. maybe working out about five days a week or something. That is fantastic. Man. Just to, you know, and again, it's not, it hasn't been steady. There's one number I, I haven't been less than 200 pounds and I, that's I, what I'm trying to do this year. Remember, yeah. I can't remember it. Right. And I got to 200 three times last year and awesome. then 4th oh, of July man. picnic. And yeah. then I never saw 199. I saw wow. 200 a bunch. So um, you have the almost the same body image issues as I do. Yeah. You're talking about all I do. I do all this stuff internally. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, this number, that number. Like I remember. You know how like you when you're younger you remember things that happened to you by grade, not yeah. age. Yeah. I remember a lot of things post high school by like weight. Like, oh, I really? Know, I know what weight I've been at. I can know. I know what weight I've been at by the number very like dozens of times throughout the past like half a decade i um i i I have like an entire decade i have no body image at all i don't recall anything uh, actually i just found some photos too i one of the things that i used to do post college um i you know, i did stand up for a little bit and then but i never took it really seriously mm-hmm. uh the other thing that isn't was, that an oxymoron I, I, taking it, comedy seriously yeah but it, it, you're gonna commit to it the entire right time. it's such a strange strange commitment one thing that i loved and it sounds odd um I used to play a lot of beach doubles volleyball to like, and this is like, it was a bigger thing back in the nineties. Right. Um, where we'd actually go to tournaments and play, you know, we'd drive to Newport. You were like Island. a turbo dad. I mean, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is pre kids. Okay. But it, still, no, you, it sounds like you were just always a dad. Like that's just, this your personality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, and it's also competitive. Like, you know, people right, say, very. Oh, no, oh, I've oh, seen oh, it. I love volleyball. Oh, I've, I've, I've loved to play it at a picnic. I've well, seen how people get. You. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> there are no rules at a picnic. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like, you know, tournament setting, you know, at the, so that's this is I just saw some photos and the guy one of my best friends he and I used to play and I would see like his photos we just made this joke like Sunday one way I was just going over the old pictures because he was like this guy who was like cut ripped and everything it's like you know all all his picture says is I go to the gym and all my picture said was I like pie you know, <laughs> was just, I just had no definition to yeah anything. yeah so that's just where I came from um, so I don't remember any kind of weights I do remember when my my daughter was first born she was the first uh, first one born and I was going to the gym at the time and I just couldn't do it because you know she was around a lot so that's when I started running so Mm -hmm. there was a three-year stretch where I started running a lot big fan of running and I remember I I never was I used to do it I'm not even sure I'm a big fan of running I I like its results I loved exactly I like the results results. and I loved stopping Mm -hmm. I loved like you know you'd run for like the longest I ever ran was a 20k I did those I did two years in nice decent distance 12.4 miles yeah yeah Yeah. and uh I, but there was no, the first time I wanted to do that distance. It's so silly. <laughs> I mm-hmm. made that decision because it was one day in March. I wanted a milkshake. I'm like, well, you know what? Why don't you earn that milkshake? And mm-hmm. then, and then I, Man. I ran, you know, I trained to get a milkshake after that race in September. Yeah. And honestly, milkshake, not that great. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's yeah. no, never worth it. No, it was never just, you know, and the, and the running, that race, not that good. Yeah. You know, was just, I got beat by 2,500 people. Like, right. You know, there's people that, you know, they're finished the race 45 minutes ahead of I did, and right. I, the night I did, and they're smoking. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's like, well, how bad am I at this? Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> what am I doing to myself? Right. So that, so that I ended up, you know, I don't do as much. I, the running stopped, mm-hmm. but at least I'm still doing, you know, more cardio, some weights, just trying to maintain. I don't want to be a cliche. 
That's very know? good. Yeah. That's, you seem to have a pretty, you seem to not have started with a healthy relationship with it, but seem to have a pretty healthy relationship yeah. with it. I've, I've very recently come to terms with the fact that uh, I, like, I changed my Instagram bio about it, but I do have a very complicated uh, relationship with diet and exercise yeah. coming from being so big and out of shape to now being ex- very like extremely in shape. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it's it, it's this funny like I still I hate to say it, but yeah, I'll still punish myself for the cake. Yeah. You know, like like uh, I, I enjoy this now and laugh laughing at you know chumming it up laughing it up we're all eating cake with you know the cast or just a few friends you know have have a few beers get a burger just just you know look i seemingly look normal none of them know i'm running a 10 miles tomorrow yeah. not you know that's and i'm not even gonna t- i'm not even talking about it. i'm like this is my demon that i have to deal with i'm not pushing it on you guys but like i've already decided it yeah. before i had my first bite <laughs> and i have to work out in the morning because if i don't and then I decided, you know, I'm going to eat something. Then all of a sudden, like, once you have that one thing that kind of derails you for the day, it's like, all right, this day's over. Let's just, yeah. like we're going to the chair. Oh, you know? my God. Uh, yeah. You're, yeah, you're preaching yeah. to the choir, man. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, uh, I, I have a real problem with uh, with with any, any sort of bad food, uh, especially like sweets, especially small portion sweets. Yeah. If I have, like, let's say there's a bowl of chocolates. And I decide to have a chocolate. Mm-hmm. That's not how it goes. No. That's not how it goes at all. And like uh, like last night, <laughs> so this week I had no sweets, no carbs. I went zero carb. I, I did great all week. I mean, yeah. really, because I've, I've been losing some weight again just because I, I, I want to get, uh, I, I want to cut weight for jujitsu. And uh, I, uh, uh, last night someone brought, uh, someone in the cast brought a big tray of chocolate chip cookies, big 10 of them, right? And they're just sitting around for a second. I'm like, I'm not going to have any of those. I've done good all week. And I'm like, then I grab, then I just kind of like smell. I'm like, awesome. And then, you know, I have to me, I finally indulge. And it's like, you know, whatever you could afford yourself some carbs. Like don't, you know, you don't have to torture yourself. And I'm on, uh, and later on, uh, I'm talking to a couple of my castmates. I'm like, how many cookies have you had? Uh, and my, my castmate, she's like, I had one. I'm like, mm, I've had six. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, they've just been put out. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not sure how it happened. I don't yeah. remember two, three, and four. No, I, yeah. I blacked out, yeah, it, just, really. And yeah. yeah the, the way I've described it in my house, like, yeah. especially with, you know, going in the morning. Like, I used to have different habits uh, in the morning on a weekend. Mm-hmm. And the way that I've described it to people is there are six bakeries on the shoreline who think I'm dead because <laughs> I'm just not there anymore. Yeah. And, but like, you know, depending upon what I was in the mood for, like there's, I love a, that. Yeah, there's a, you know, beach don't in Clinton. If you want a, mm-hmm. if you want a honey bun, that's like about the size and weight of like a manhole cover. Yeah. Fantastic. And then it's all, in, I think glaze is a food group. If I remember right. Right. And right, it's, right. Fa- it's fantastic. Yeah. And like, depending upon what else you wanted, if you wanted a nice scone, I can show you a coffee shop in Madison. If you want something else. And, it's, and I had like, depending on whatever you're in the mood for, I would watch that show just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, I would absolutely watch a show yeah. where you just recommend different people uh, pastries and different oh. baked goods around Connecticut. Uh, I will meet you at a farmer's market so, in Guilford during the summer. That for sounds, a nice, uh, sounds like oh. a dream. I could see I could see that being filmed really well and being like a niche success. It oh. sounds great. And the shame bags in the backseat of the car. Shame <laughs> bags. Yeah, man. I know what you're talking about. For me, it, I rarely go out of my way to be unhealthy, like like grab something myself. Like I, I don't I, I, uh, I never Never in my life drove through a fast food, uh, fast food uh, drive through and got fast food. See, I'm not a fast food. Guy I've, at I've all. never done that, that in my life. That was never my thing. I sw- I literally have never done that in my life. Now, now when people will go through themselves, like like I'll be in their car sometimes. Yeah, I've had them order for me, but like literally, I'm just never a fast food guy. I really don't. I you know go out and get donuts or whatever. For me, I know that I basically contain the monster really well. Yeah, I do. But sometimes people 
tempt the monster. And that's when I indulge. Exactly. And that's that. That's when I indulge when it's not my doing. So I'll never go out of my way to, uh, I'll never go out of my way to actually like buy the bad thing or like, or like put it into my life. It's just going to be there. And that's when I'm going to go for it. Yeah, you know, I, like there were, there were points in time. Like I, I, the shame bag was kind of a cute little joke, but there were day, like there were years where that, that's a bakery bag filled with chocolate wrappers by the end of like a month. My like, God. You know, yeah. You know, and it's just, you know, that's the way I used to come home from a show mm -hmm. and like, Oh, there's a pretzel bag that's inside a dove candy bar. That's inside. It's just, yeah. It's, do you, so even like, even when I do, so I, I still do the whole gas, the uh, post comedy show gas station thing. Like, uh, oh, yeah. like if, uh, you know, if I, sometimes in Connecticut, you have a show that's like an hour and a half away and yeah, yeah, at the end of the, you know, after the show, you're just, your adrenaline is up and you want something, you know, there's something about the, yeah. the human mind, human psyche is like, you want to celebrate with food or whatever it's it either, is. It's either war. Yeah. If the show doesn't go well. Uh, yeah. Uh, whether it goes good like, or, you know or bad. It's, you know, a, I got I deserve this. There's a reason to consume yeah, afterwards. Exactly. So yeah. And I'll, I'll wind up at a, yeah, I'll, I'll wind up at a gas station, but even still at gas stations, I do whatever, you know, as healthy as you could be at gas stations as far as like a protein bar, or like a coconut water, a, pro, a protein shake. They're not like healthy, healthy. But they're not the worst thing on the no. menu. It's not exactly a Snickers bar. Yeah, yeah. here's how my changes happened in, oh, in the last couple of weeks. Used to, again, it used to be two candy bars, a bag of pretzels, and a, and a Coke. Mm -hmm. Now it's a Coke Zero. Right. It's a uh, Rice Krispie thing, like one of those Rice Krispie things. Which, yeah. That's that's saving you sixty calories. This is like right. the lamest conversation. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, and, this uh, is this is fascinating <laughs> to me hearing hearing my crazy show up in yeah. other people because yeah. I you know. And then uh, like another like a Dove chocolate bar or something. Some, so it's like one candy bar. And now it's a rice crisp. So yeah. now I've managed that number a little bit right. more. So that that number that used to be up in the thousands, or, you know, roughly a thousand is now like three fifty. There you go. Yeah. And and as far as this conversation, uh, as far as that not being like thrilling, I feel like this is the exact kind of thing that people want to hear because it's it's everyone. Everyone is dealing like everyone goes to gas stations and grabs something. And it's yeah. interesting to hear what everybody's choices are because we all think differently. We all have such different cravings. You know, people are hearing us talk and they're like, you're telling me you're not grabbing a Slim Jim. Exactly. Like, I can't walk in. <laughs> I can't walk into a gas station and not grab a Slim Jim. Do you ever like walk around a convenience store? And it's almost like you're like at a jewelry store. It's like, hmm, yes, I wonder what I'm going to go with today. Yeah, uh, no, know? for real. There's something about it that's like, even though it's the dirtiest thing, it's very indulgent. Like, like I, I, you're, it's, it's, I almost feel the same way as I do it. Like, uh, like a high end restaurant looking exactly. at the menu, like, oh, oh, the, the, maybe I'll have the sirloin or. <laughs> have you ever done this? This happened to me a couple of weeks ago where I went into a, a convenience store on the way home from a show. I didn't care for their selection, so I left and, and went to, to another. another <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm willing to make a meal out of a gas station purchase, but I have standards. I don't know who your candy buyer is, sir, but he should be fired. You You'll know? be hearing from me on Yelp. <laughs> Three stars. Now I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, you leave one gas station to go to, and it, it's true though. It's funny. Like you'd think a gas station is a gas station, but they're vastly different yeah. from gas stations some you could tell some people are really phoning it in oh yeah <laughs> like like when uh We're talking to you 7-eleven exactly oh. well uh, well 7-eleven is standardized though they, they they'll have the, I know. yeah so so at least you know what you're getting when you go into one um but like yeah sometimes you'll just see those the those gas stations where it's are are, are, are convenience stores that are just not they're not that convenient like they don't they don't really have what you need they yeah. like they have some general it's like they made it they didn't make their uh selection they didn't make their inventory based on what people need what they what they they literally like 
Googled images of the inside of a gas station yeah. and just tried to make it look like it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like there's as many dog treats here as there are, uh, uh, you know, options for people. Exactly. Like what, <clears throat> yeah. There's one place, and it's just amazing how it's lit. Like you, you, when you when you drive to Foxwoods, like, yeah. You know, you go like up Route Two. Like, right. You're, you're driving through darkness and nothing, and then all of a sudden, this light appears at the end of the road, like it's like the Emerald City. Like, right. It's like something like that. There is a convenience store in Middletown. Mm-hmm. Where it, they just opened it a couple of years ago. I don't know how they've lit it, but you'll be driving. Often you get on Route 17, and all of a sudden, it's lit like it's the most beautiful building in the oh. world. <laughs> exactly. It's, and I know what's in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that's you know that's the, uh, the yeah the choice stop. And the, the bad part is when you're at a, you've been there so much that the guy behind the counter says, "Oh, you're going with that today." Like, oh. oh yeah, that's rough. That's <laughs> rough, man. Can you just pretend we've never met? Every every time, uh, every time, every time you see me, just pretend I'm a new customer that you'll never see again. Exactly. Like that's that's the way this relationship needs to be. Don't make me go across don't, the street. Don't make me a regular here. I know I am, but don't. Don't yeah. Don't have my order on the table for uh, me already. Don't grab whatever whatever I'm candy bar a I normally tough get. Tough time with this on my yeah. own. Yeah. I don't need you to help me. Yeah, you, you know? don't need to drive the steak any further <laughs> into my chest. I, I I know what the deal is. But uh, yeah, man, that's um no, that's it's it's funny. You know, I I bring it up a lot, and I hope I don't tire out my audience about it. But I'm just finding like for years I lived with uh with these these insecurities about food, these insecurities yeah. about my body. Uh, that, you know, I, 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 I'm not necessarily masked. It, it all showed itself in different ways. Like in high school, I figured out how making fat jokes about myself made me, uh, you know, more liked. Yeah. And that's kind of where the self-deprecation thing in comedy came, came into play. That came from me too. Not, not from a body image, but just from like, you know, I wasn't, I was, I was pretty anonymous in high school, mm. but the way that you can diffuse anything is if I make fun of me first, mm-hmm. Than everybody else's fair game. Well, well, my my whole process was, uh, you know, being a fat kid in high school is rough. I real I feel for 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 yeah. fat fat kids in high school. It is fucking tough because like everyone is at you know you know everyone is is hooking up and getting together, and you're over here like nobody's into me. I'm you know it's it's it stinks, and you just want to be liked. You just want to be accepted, and the worst thing in the world is to get made fun of for being fat. There's, there's not many comebacks for it because yeah. it's so, it's such low hanging fruit, making fun of fat people, fat jokes. It, it's such, it's such like, really you got to pick on the fat kid there. He's already miserable being the weight that he is. Like, yeah. why do you have to drive that stake further? So for me, it was like, Oh, listen, motherfuckers, especially that co- comedian mindset. It's like you, you're going to make fun of me. Fine. But just so you know, I'm going to be the best at making fun of me. Yeah. I will always make you laugh harder about, that jokes than you can about me and it kind of made people not make them because it, it's true i was funnier at it and that's kind of where i found my place but yeah it, it builds a uh it, it builds uh something in your confidence that's going to be hard to shake for a few years you know yeah. because i built this you know i built this uh social group of friends basically around you know how i was beating the shit out of myself so yeah I, it's, it's, and it's i think we all come from that you ever ask yourself this question or just going back to the comedy part why like you know i don't know i don't know what it is about me mm-hmm. that thinks that i have to go into a room mm-hmm. and talk into a micro- microphone as long as everyone else in the room shuts up yeah and it's like i don't know i, I don't know i think i there's some validation in there somewhere there's I, validation there's wires crossed at yeah. some point in childhood because I was sometimes supposed, you remember them sometimes you don't i think the, the whole plan was I, sp- I was supposed to be attractive and athletic mm. and i think funny ended up being like my last 
you know, yeah. last bit of plumage. That well, that's, I, how, yeah. that's the only way an average guy's getting laid. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you, you just, it's, it's really it. So you gotta, uh, you gotta have the goods with the, with the humor, but, uh, yeah, why, I guess, I don't know, to me, it's always been very clear. So I, yes, I, I ask why just as like a fun little, like what led to this, but at the same time, like, it was always going to be this. Yeah, it was always going to be me trying to entertain a room full of people. Yeah. Like my, I'll go back. Uh, I, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but uh, there's this home video of me uh, like talking like VHS tape, like home video that my mom has buried somewhere. I'm as young as like four or five years old and my brothers are seven and nine years older than me. So that's always been a funny age gap. So they have all their adolescent friends over yeah. and I would always be the tag along trying to, you know, just get in the group. And uh, I, uh, there's this video where they're all having fun at the dining room table. And then I just come in out of nowhere, this little kid, four or five years old, something like that. Right. And I just go, Hey everyone, look at me <laughs> with nothing prepared, <laughs> with nothing prepared. No, I didn't have anything. It was just me. And then I proceeded to like pull my shirt up, dance around, whatever I needed to do yeah. to make the, and they started laughing. They were into it. They were entertained because I was doing, you know, whatever. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's gonna be it for forever. Yeah, that's that's me. Like, so it just makes sense when I'm on stage doing the entertainer thing, trying to liven up the audience or whatever I've ended up doing. All these paths I ended up following. I'm like, yeah, that's that's my credo. You yeah. could put it on my grave. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everyone, look at me. <laughs> I never. I loved sports growing up. Never had a an inkling that I'd be a professional athlete. There's no way. Right. But I think, you know what? It's, I, I saw my dad. My dad would be one of these guys who would take over a barbershop. Like he would be in the in the barber chair and then there's 15 people listening to him tell jokes. Yeah. Or well, like my, my father is very captivating for yeah. sure. He's, uh, he, he, so um, I actually want to have him on here uh, for Father's Day this year. That'd be great. It's going to be an incredible episode because uh, uh, him and I have a very interesting... Uh, it's actually some stuff I'm starting to talk about on stage, uh, some, some stuff I'm writing about, but like, yeah, very interesting relationship, but <clears throat> yeah, he is, uh, he'll take you. He it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're into. Yeah. It does. You know, he's just going to take you and grab you and like, you kind of get caught in a hole because he is very nice. He's very nice to talk to thick Italian accent. So it almost forces you to listen to him a little bit more. Yep. And I think that's just part of his black hole tricks to get you sucked into it. But like he, it could be two people, three people. Yeah, he could entertain a room with no, nobody has to answer back. Yeah. You know, he just goes. So, like, I think that's maybe where I get that part of my personality from is, uh, is yeah, it's just, like, you, you grab people <clears throat> and just keep them. You know, and it doesn't matter what they're saying. He just keeps on going and going with the thick Italian accent. He talk about it. It's almost like it's entertaining to hear somebody talk like this. You don't even care about what he's talking about. It's just <laughs> funny to hear someone talk like this. You know, you got to listen a little more, but he speak a good English. So, you know, you, uh, you, 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 you end up paying attention. Who doesn't like an Italian it's, personality? Already, you know? it's just, you know, already there's a story. Exactly. Just from the accent. Exactly. Know? Yeah. So. so, so, you know, because you can't get to 66 years old with that thick of an Italian accent in America and not lead some kind of an interesting life. Like yeah. you've gotten yourself into some situations at that point. So yeah, you want to listen. And it's, it's such an eclectic life. Like he's, he's a, he's a master hunter. Oh really? Literally a master bow hunter. He, 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 and dead eye Robin hood shot. He, he fills out his tags every year. So, you know, I, I eat venison year round because of my father. I, I'm, I'm a hunter myself. I just don't have to hunt that much. Cause he, does fine <laughs> literally I, I hunter's apprentice exactly yeah. that's exactly what it is one you know one day he, he i think he's gonna slow down the motherfucker doesn't stop and again where i you know I, apple doesn't fall far exactly like he's just he, he wakes up and even though he's retired he just works all day 
like yeah. he just finds stuff to do. He'll just build a garden. Well, uh, but, you know, the thing my dad, my dad was uh, great. We have kind of a similar background to a degree where mm-hmm. I was the youngest, but there's only two of us. My it's me and my brother was uh, 17 years older than me. Right. So that was it. Whoa. Yeah. That's a big yeah. gap. So, Inter- same yeah. parents? Yeah. Yeah. 17 years. Yeah. And, my, and I was like, my dad was 50. Oh, my man. dad was 50 they, when I showed up. They thought they were out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were, was, you were like me too. Uh, uh, a surprise, my oh, yeah. parents call it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just a. Yeah. Oh God! I think about that—that that kind of life planning yeah. where you, you you raise a kid to full maturity, yeah. and then out of nowhere, there's a whole other one to well, do. I was born into five minutes of material. So right, right, exactly. exactly. Yeah, so, um, but like but my uh, when I went to college, my dad was still working, so he was 72 years old. And oh, one of the things that man. he was he was doing the job that I had when I was 16. He had a, a friend of his who was like a manager at a Sherwin Williams. He was unloading paint trucks at. 72? At 72 years old. And yeah. like doing the work? Yeah. Like not like just on a clipboard? Yeah. Like actually? No, he was 70, 71, 72 years God old. God bless. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I want to be, I don't necessarily want to be working at that age as far as like, you know, obviously at that age, I'd love to be famous something. Yeah. But like, um, I want to be active as much. Like my father inspires me like nobody else. He doesn't realize that. I try to tell him, you know, I, I like I said, very good relationship with him. Always talking, him, always telling him how much I love him. You know how how proud I am that he does what he does. Because yeah. like at sixty six years old, yeah, I want to wake up with some fucking purpose. I want right. to wake up and get something done. I have that now, but that's forty years from now. You know, like he, like I love that he he just gets after, and it's that immigrant mentality. Ultimately, you know, both my parents are immigrants. They were they were both born in Italy, and it's that like you know he didn't come to this country. Everybody knows the story. Yeah. Didn't come to this country with much. You know, uh, his, his father had, had had come here before <clears throat> before him. Actually, ended up get uh, actually ended up dying here. He was unfortunately hit by a car. But like, very tough situation to come into. He had to uproot his life with very little education and show up here, didn't know the language. And now he, you know, three happy, healthy, successful kids that he raised in Fairfield County, you know, beautiful home. Like how the, I'm such a pussy is what I'm saying. Like, how did you, how did you do that? And here I am. I'm an artist. I want to, I I, I do musical. I'm a thespian. I, you know, and like, he's so much cooler and so much more badass. So like when people see me like do this weird thing where like I pursue art, but at the same time pursue like jujitsu and heavy lifting and marathons is because I want to be some sliver of the man that my father is because it's so badass to come to go to a country where you don't speak the language and become successful and have happy and well liked in your community like how the fuck how yeah. did you pull but, that all but that's off that's the point that's the point of it the, is. the whole building block approach yeah. my parents my parents are depression era people yeah right? they were born in 1918 was my dad 1926 was my mom so that's what those when they were when they were born so they saw firsthand like all that stuff that is in black and white footage you know of all the depression era stuff yeah and they just they had a house in wallingford they raised two kids uh <laughs> they raised two only children yeah and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah and, seriously because yeah. he was he was almost out of the house by the time they you... needed a babysitter so they could go to his high school graduation that's Ooh. crazy yeah. so, um but yeah so they and you know they had that from that one house my brother is doing great i've got you know i've got a family and then hopefully my kids kind of you know move from that you know it's a, yeah it's, it's, a, it's the whole point it's you know you know Anybody who wants their kids to suffer like they did. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think the whole idea is not not suffer like they did, but it's like you know that you built so much character based on your suffering. Yeah. I think that's what, not that I have kids, but I under I've, I've just recognized in my life that like I look at all the things I love about myself. What comedians love anything about themselves? No, uh, I look, <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, yeah. I, I I look at all Turn the things in your bed. Yeah, I, I look at some of the things that I like love about myself, and I'm like, it only exists because of this terrible thing that I had to overcome. This this <laughs> monstrous insecurity or this incredibly embarrassing event it's like i don't want my kid to you know my future kids to have to deal with that but at the same time where, where does it come from i don't mean to laugh but there's <laughs> some of the things that i love about myself and then i'm thinking about my the, the way that i would have worded that just for, and how my brain works some of the things that i can tolerate about me <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah yeah so it's, it's yeah every, every everyone's engine is working a little bit different exactly. you know it's, it's funny uh it's i i um did you call it this it's the open. It's it's the segue into some more material. But I've uh, I, I recently come up with a really good line about myself, which is I I have the personality of a golden retriever who's just been told he's going to the park. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's beautifully said. Yeah. Right there. So. <laughs> so so yeah, it's it, it it could be a little overwhelming at times, but yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one thing. Like my 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 daughter asked me a question once. She goes. If you had a comedy album, what would you name it? I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not going to have one. Right, right. <laughs> but secondly, I think I'd have to go with, you know, and I started, you started rattling it. And mm. <laughs> for some reason, I always liked uh, uh, Driven by Spite, Fueled by Rage. I oh, think was, wow. And which is really surprising yeah for everybody thinks i'm nice but like yeah. it's it's all the stuff that's underneath right. where it's like well, i i still hold grudges from i don't know how long i just and they're if you don't i don't know what else you use for fuel mm-hmm. i just no i i agree entirely I'll, I'll back you up on that so you don't feel completely alone i, I do come off as nice yeah. because i i told you I, I i have a desire to put a certain thing out into the world um what i really am is patient I'm understanding. I'm loyal. Yeah. Uh, so I give you a lot of chances, and if you're good to me, I'll be good to you. And I don't want to be negative, right? Right. Those are the things that I am. And and people look at all that together, and they're like, "Oh, he's a nice guy." I'm like, mm, "I could be the fucking devil. Yeah. That's no problem for me. Yeah. It's it's just as much there as any of the nice things that I am. It's just I don't want to put that out into the world. It's like just because you know, like like I am. Um, I'm very strong, right? So I could hurt you with a punch but i'm not gonna punch you yeah. i have no reason to punch you. you know what i mean like in the same way that like i could say some things that are gonna cut you the fuck down yeah. i i in fact the reason i'm i come off as so nice is i see people's insecurities and i nurture them yeah <laughs> I, that's exactly well, that's exactly why people end up liking me is because i am so nice to the thing they need to be nice about but Trust me, I can make fun of that thing. Yeah. I could ruin well, you. <laughs> that's the way that I describe my brother and I. My right. brother, my brother is legitimately criminally nice. Criminally so nice. So he's one of these guys. Now so, that would be the that would be the name of my album. <laughs> <laughs> criminally nice. Because I, the way that I've described it, like, if you need someone to write a thank you note that'll make you cry, mm. you go to my brother. If right. you need someone to make fun of somebody's haircut, then you, you go, go to, to me. Of yeah, course, it, right. That's the way it works. It's a, yeah, and but it's I, a pretty good dichotomy. Yeah, I um. I must have been fun growing up with. To a degree. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, we know each other now. Right. Yeah. Right. We know each other. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a big age. Yeah. Exactly. And like, and it's fun. You know, I talk about my kids a lot. Um. Like, you know, and neither of my kids really pursued athletics, which mm-hmm. ended up helping me out a lot for stand up because it's you know it's impossible to, to to go out and do shows when you're at a lacrosse tournament. Mm-hmm. You know. But. One of the best conversations that I have with my son, it seems like every year, like we go on to this, we go on a vacation 
and then my wife and my daughter go on these shopping excursions. So it's just me and, and, and Dan. Right. And Dan's an artistic kid. He's got he's got uh, you know he's he's following he's maybe studying like. Uh, uh, animation in school and mm-hmm. he also got a science bend to him so he's a really bright kid and yeah sports could care less right so he and i will have a conversation where it's just he and i walking through some town waiting for the girls to get out of a store and we just have like what we call our blank page conversations where it's like just what like happens that. when you get a blank page what do you do with it and what's your price so he and i will actually talk about like if he's working on some kind of story that he likes we'll talk about how he's you know how he's breaking that down and then uh, you know how I will put together like a comedy set and then we'll actually just kind of an idea of like how we just kind of shape what you're looking to do just from just filling a page with just your own thoughts and your own That's ideas. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, just, it's such a great, you know, it's, it, I'm very thankful for that, for that part, you know? Yeah. You know? No, it's in general, uh, in general, it's nice to have other artists to, to bond with and figure out that, that beast of, of, you know, you, you, you have the desire to create, but there's some, you know, something empty out in front of you. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's, I, I try to get that a lot on this podcast yeah. as far as like the conversation is concerned. Yeah. There's some, some questions I ask everybody, but ultimately I'd like it to just barrel into something that was, you know, not expected, but still pleasant something, you know, because we all started from nothing. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know there was, you know, unless you're, unless you're, you know, getting jokes out of a joke book, you started with nothing mm-hmm. and just how you kind of, it takes forever to shape that set. It really does. It takes forever, you know, to yeah. get your first five, to get mm-hmm. your first 10, to be a, to be a, a capable host. Then it's all gotta, of a sudden you're a feature. And you got to suck a lot. Yeah. at something before you're any good at it. And I, and I remember being an unfunny little kid. Mm-hmm. Like it was, you're just, you just, it, it, and it's annoying and you just, but you learn what not work. You know, oh yeah. A ver- you learn what doesn't work. A very brutal example of that, that I learned, uh, recently, uh, well recently as far as like a year ago, but, um, so I, I as I've mentioned to you and before in this podcast, I do jujitsu mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm going to, it looks like I'm going to be pursuing it for a while. I really like it. I just recently earned my first stripe oh, on my white belt. Thank you. And that you know it seems like so you're a white belt with a stripe big fucking deal you guys don't understand how many times i got fucking choked out yeah to get that stripe you you have no clue you literally have no clue i the first time i ever did jujitsu i needed an x-ray on my shoulder because i thought i tore something i couldn't i couldn't lift it above my head for about a week i couldn't go back to jujitsu for two weeks um and since then i i mean the amount i've had to have been choked out at least a hundred times you know got arm and that's just choked out i'm talking then there's arm bars yeah. leg locks toe locks all these very painful positions that i had to tap out before something breaks or i passed out and it's just that idea of you having to suck at something for a long time yeah. and deal with the suck before you get to enjoy the fruits of being any sort of decent yeah. at it that's the jujitsu equivalent yeah. of being in a bar with four people in it yeah i'm i'm exactly and i've done that as well yeah and as a host I'm now five years in. I've been hosting comedy shows since I started comedy, and I could confidently say I'm a good fucking host, man. Especially yeah. between my podcast, which is just more hosting. Yeah, like I could confidently say, you give me a show. I don't care the audience size. A lot of times, I build the audience myself because I produce them as well. But you give me a. I don't care how big the audience is. I don't care who the acts are. I'm going to be a good host. I can't. I, I can't promise the acts are going to be good. I'm going to make them seem as good as possible because that's also part of the host's job is getting people excited for that act. Yeah. But. It's up to I, them to deliver. And let but, me tell yeah. it's uh, I bombed as a host. You know, I've had a room where it's just like, and as a host, you might have to bomb five times in a night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's You don't just bomb once. Oh, yeah. You have to bomb every time you get up to that mic. It's rough. But oh, it's this guy again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you bomb. We've all been through it. One of the great things about bombing in comedy is that you get off stage and you could leave and go home and do whatever you need to do. But bombing as a host, 
if you bomb your host set, you got to get back on stage, man, with the same hey, audience everybody. that is not on your side. I'm not sure if you remember me or not. Exactly. Anyway, Howie, um, again, as now that you, uh, you're a listener, you probably probably knew knew this one was coming as well. But towards the end of the show, yeah. I'd love to ask. All my guests uh, to speak something into infinity. The idea behind that being that even if the show was, uh, even if I canceled this podcast, I'm still leaving it up. If I died, you know, yeah. you could still listen to this podcast, and it's just a way to, you know, put something there forever. And obviously, the whole conversation is already there. But through your wisdom, through your, uh, through the years you've been on this earth, if you could just leave us with something to remember you by, a piece of advice, something that you'd like to say to a large group of people. Uh, you know, the closest thing I have, and I, I don't want to turn this into a Tony Robbins conversation. Oh, please. Uh, but I'm half, I'm half Tony Robbins. <laughs> well, I didn't know. No, no, not, not as far Tell as like, high. I don't, yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't, I, not that I'm like a follower of his, but yeah. like, you know, there's, there's a mix of inspiration in the things that I say. So, but this used to be something that I would, you know, and it, it took me into being a parent. Like I got, again, I've got, I've got the two kids, um, but I wasn't sure what kind of father I would be. I didn't, I never, I was never like a, you know, I. So one of the things that I started doing is on New Year's Eve, because we don't do anything. My wife and I have been notoriously the dullest New Year's Eve couple in the history of everybody. But I will, we will sit, I would sit by myself and ask myself, did I maximize this year? Mm. And by maximizing, all I meant was, you know, especially from a parental standpoint was, did I make any extra efforts? It's so easy to tell somebody, like, you know what, I'm too tired to go to the playground. I'm too tired to do this. I'm like, you know, can we do this another day? And just by having that one moment to myself, like, did you maximize? You can apply that to pretty much anything. Did you make the extra effort? Because it's so easy to not do something. It is. It's so easy. So um, but that's like that's, that's the one thing that I've, t- I've got a couple of friends of mine who are like, yeah, have a baby, any anything. Like, yeah, they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to be babies for a long time. They're not going to be like five-year-olds. They're five-year-olds for a year. Right. Maximize it. Do, you know, there's going to be some things that you don't want to do because you're tired find a way and it's just a you know and the thing is it extends to you know work related things it extends to comedy related things put some effort in man yep yeah just maximize i love it maximize the time so uh cool so where can people find you i know we got some things to plug but uh i'm strictly facebook um unless you want to be four of my uh one of my uh, eight twitter followers and (laughs) then i'd have to remember my twitter handle Right. Uh, so it's 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 strictly Facebook for me. Okay, strictly uh, Facebook. Yeah. So and that's you, where and, I put all the dates. And in. you have like a actual like Facebook comedy page? Or? No, it's 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 still me. But I I, I generally just put in dates. I do the same um, thing. And, and then I complain about uh, things that I find on ESPN. Okay, perfect. But it's yeah. But there's a yeah, it's, it's, there's a there's a uh, there's no political rhetoric. So you don't have to worry about. Uh, that's a beauty thing about Facebook is like you used to be friends with somebody and yeah. not know what every single one of their thoughts. Were. Right, right. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's where you can find me. All right, cool. So yeah. Facebook, awesome. And uh, any shows coming up? Um, how far can I go? Uh, this Friday, this Saturday yeah. kind of thing? Please. So uh, this Friday is uh, in Meriden. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, this Friday is in Glastonbury. Yeah. Uh, this Saturday is in Meriden. And then I'm, I'm assuming for on the March, March 7th, you've got a, a large pack of listen, listeners in the East Greenbush, New York location. Of course. Of yeah. course, yeah. So uh, tell them that I'll be there. Awesome. Uh, at the American Legion. Uh, and then I know I'm, we're going to be together in Shelton coming up. At, and, yeah. Uh, and, uh, talk. I'll, I'll probably talk about that one a little bit more at the beginning of the episode. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I will. So I'm, I'll just say it. But that's yeah, March 21st. Uh, me, you, Sean Murray, who will uh, who will be on the show soon, and uh, Josh Gondelman. So yeah. really big deal for me. I'm, I'm a big fan of Josh. But uh, where else could you find me? I think there might be still a couple of tickets left for Mamma Mia. Uh yeah, yeah, next weekend I think there's a couple of tickets left. So if you guys want to come out and see that, it's almost over. We're 
halfway through a 14 fucking show run this is the craziest musical craziest play run i've ever done <laughs> it's so much it's so i've turned down half a dozen comedy opportunities for it, one including the uh my would have would have been my first set at the Stress Factory in Bridgeport, but yeah, Dedicated. it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I'm I'm loving it. We're having You're a so much more worldly than I am. Yeah, let me tell you one my my one musical related story. Please, I was uh, first started dating my wife when you know we were we'd been together for maybe a month. I decided I was going to be that guy. I'm going to show her how uh, evolved I am. I'm going to go to Broadway. Yeah, let's go to see Rent. Oh, such we, a good show. We went to go see Rent. Such and again, I'm not uh, I'm not the most evolved person. So mm-hmm. they're about three minutes into the show, and I lean to my wife and I say, "Are they going to sing everything?" Mm. And she goes, uh, "It's a musical, right?" And then uh, apparently she realized that she was dating a caveman idiot, yep. and yeah. Uh, but yeah. still kind of you know she was able to still mold me into something right but yeah that's uh so that's hysterical that's, that's, so you had no idea i yeah. had no idea yeah that no that's it everything i thought yeah. you know, i thought it was a, a play where some like there's some singing in the middle there's something yeah there the, in theater there's like a play with music that is yeah. a thing where it's like it's mostly a straight play but yeah there's a few songs that yeah. they sing but no that a musical is straight up more just, power to you man. every every scene there's a song accompanying it, i basically. couldn't imagine singing to myself in the car and never yeah. mind in front of people so yeah yeah no it's I, I love i basically want to do anything in, t- in anything in entertainment in front of an audience i want to be able to do functionally there that's 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 like my overarching goal but uh enjoy ventriloquism school right <laughs> so uh so yeah there's that show co- coming up at center stage theater um uh, march 21st and then uh, i don't think I'm, I'm not i don't have any comedy dates booked just because this musical's been throwing everything out of whack but that's everything you needed to say today right howie i think so i'm really excited to work with you on that show uh next month uh, and you guys know where you can find me, of course, uh, at Stephabro on Twitter, at Stephabro93 on Instagram, uh, and of course, Facebook, you know, always posting some daily jokes there. Uh, and as always, everybody, thank you so much for listening and drink more water and be nicer to each other. Thanks again, man. Yeah, that was a good one.